Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast with your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a special guest who I'm interviewing, Chika Ariben. So this will be a first for me on our podcast, uh, our very first guest, the first of many, and hopefully not the uh, first time we'll be having a live chat with Chika. So welcome, Chika. Hi, thank you. Thanks for Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the importance of raising your vibration in relation to attracting a great soulmate relationship. So for the benefit of listeners who are not familiar with the term vibration, what what do you specifically mean by that, Chica, when you're talking about helping women raise their vibration to enable them to attract a, a phenomenal relationship? Sure. Okay. So um, just very quickly and as simply as I can possibly put it so that we don't lose anybody is that we are all basically walking magnets and the same way that you can have two magnets, the two magnets, if you put them opposite to each other, they will either attract each other or they will repel. Now what happens with human beings is that we work in exactly the same way. So We are like the most powerful magnet that you can imagine on this planet, each one of us. And what we do is we're constantly beaming out signals, just like a conventional magnet. (coughs) Excuse me. And what happens is that um, what we are in alignment with in terms of something of a similar resonance, we will attract back to us. Okay. Now, what's actually causing this um, this magnetic attraction is your vibration. So in a nutshell, what your vibration is, is the speed in which you are um, oscillating, which means how quickly that you are spinning. So our bodies are basically made up of atoms. If you were to look at us all under a microscope, we're all, we're just all moving particles and we're solidified in the reality that we're in. So what happens is the more slow we vibrate, that means that we're going to attract to us things that are similar, of a similar um, slow frequency or slow vibration. But the higher we vibrate, we're going to attract to us people, experiences, um, even things and places that are going to be of a, of a similar frequency. So the whole idea is that by um, raising our awareness, our consciousness, thinking happy thoughts, being positive, um, you know, having great conversations, listening to uplifting music, all these things help us to lift. So you, we hear the terminology, don't we? Oh, that's really uplifting. That's basically, yes. or yeah, or that's really put me in a bad mood. Oh, she's on a bit of a downer. That means that you've come down in your vibration. So we've got our languages there to explain it. We just don't really know the technicality behind it. But there is a science to it. And the reason why you're on a downer is because you've allowed certain things around you to affect how you're thinking. And then that affects how you're feeling then how you're feeling affects really your experiences. And this applies to everything, including 
the people that we attract as love relationships. Well, that's great because um, it's very similar and very aligned with how I uh, explain ma- how the masculine and feminine energy works in the context of uh, attracting a healthy, fulfilling relationship as well. So what's the first thing that you work on then when you're when you're with a group of women or you're working one-to-one with women in terms of, um, you know, finding out where they're currently at and what they've been currently attracting in their lives? Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> when someone, um, you know, comes to me for the, co- the personal coaching, the first thing that I have to ascertain is, like you quite rightly said, you know, where they're at, what kind of relationships have they been attracted before? So I tend to, before we even start talking about that, I want to get to know about them, their childhood, um, how they were brought up. Um, and I'm particularly interested in their opposite sex parent because your father is who usually we have our, is our first reference point and who teaches us and shows us love from the opposite sex. So I'm very interested in so even if it's a, you know I, I deal specifically no it's not specific but I'm, I tend to attract women who are looking for male partners um so in terms of masculine and feminine it works in the opposite way as well because obviously you have masculine and feminine energy and you can have that in the same sex relationship as well but I mainly deal with with um opposite sex relationships so in this in, in the cases that I'm speaking about now it would be really looking at the as you know as a starting point the relationship that a woman would have had with her father. Okay. And so what, what do you usually find shows up in the context of that? Is it sort of very common in what you attract in women who, who share? Yeah, I can certainly speak for myself. Um, and that is that um, my, you know, I, I, as a general rule, apart from obviously when I figured out what I was doing wrong, um, was I was attracting men who were quite emotionally abusive, um, who were quite narcissistic and, you know, men that I just didn't feel that good enough around. And that was because myself and my father had an amazing relationship. So he was an amazing guy who was emotionally stable, wasn't narcissistic, he didn't abuse my mum. And you can think to yourself, well, how does that relate in terms of what I'm talking about? What it was is that my mum was the emotional abuser. So my mum was the narcissistic parent. So what happened was my father tolerated um, venomous abuse and um, as a result shielded us from that so my first idea of what love was was uh, was from, from, the, uh, from the point of view as an empath so I empathised with my father through his pain um, through his sadness and through his love for us because all he wanted to do was protect us from a mum who was quite venomous but, my, but unfortunately my very first um, kind of lesson that my father taught me, which he didn't realize was actually going to be very damaging, was that in order to, you know, save your marriage, you, you, you sacrifice, you put your, you, you, you lay everything on the line and you just allow this person to just take, take lumps out of you and you just suck it up. Okay. And that's basically what I was able to get from that. Um, so, so even though it's, you know, it can work in the opposite way as well, but for me, that was my relationship with my father. He taught me without teaching me, um, he taught me that, you know, if you love someone, you just put up with it. You take it, you take it on the chin. That's just what love's all about. It comes like this. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and what sort of commonly shows up 
um, from your client's perspective, do they have um, that similar story or do you attract a, a diverse range of stories? Very, very diverse. But in terms of the opposite sex parents, it's normally, it could be, you know, a parent that was absent. Um, it could be a parent, you know, the father who was the narcissistic um, person. So the, you know, so the client has always been seeking the approval of that parent. So she then goes on to attract um, relationships where she doesn't feel good enough and she has to constantly meet that approval because really she's seeking the approval of um, the parent from the perspective of the inner child. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, you know, things are, you know, kind of similar to me, um, but maybe turned on its head where there's been, um, you know, where the, the mum now has been the one that's been a lot more compromising. The father's very dominant, a disciplinarian. So she goes on to attract, you know, a man, you know, who's very similar to that because these, this is what she, it's her comfort zone. It's what she's familiar with. It's what she identifies with as love because that person loved her. He would still sit her on his knee and tell her he loved her, but he would still chastise her, dominate the family, rule with an iron fist. So she learned this double-edged sword and how to make sense of that. And then later on, it would then, you know, manifest into this codependent um, relationship. And really, she's just looking to, she's looking for the approval of her father. Yeah, I can, I can well relate to that. Um, in the context of myself, I had parents who were both very strict disciplinarians and who, were, although were um, not necessarily, uh, we weren't, neglected from a point of view we, we had materialistic things you know my, my parents were very much work focused and for me you know that wasn't great because um they showed their love with material things you know so we didn't want for holidays or christmas presents or birthday presents or or food but we wanted and were really starving for the love <laughs> you know they 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 were both very physically um strict you know and we we were very much chastised from a point of view um with the cane and corporal punishment and the belt and you know very physically chastised uh, and you know there was a lot of volatility and anger between my parents as well as towards us as kids so um how would you advise me in that situation if i was coming to you with that as a, a background yeah well one of the first things would be really just you, you, I, I would really work on the forgiveness aspect and of the release of any anger, residual pain that you have, and also just see how it, how other, in other ways it's showing up in, in your life. Um, you know, because these things follow us, they follow us through school, they follow us through our working life, as well as obviously through our relationships and also how we potentially parent our children. So this is, we're talking about a lifelong catalogue of just repeat patterns that need to be broken. So it's about going all the way back and, and healing it stage by stage. So, yeah, so it's, it's really about forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving your, um, and, and forgiving your, both your parents as well. Let, really just understanding how to, how to let that go. Obviously, I can't go into full detail about my, my whole coaching package, but I do a whole module that is based on that. So that, you know, my modules are anything from an hour to an hour and a half long and, and they're, they're based on a, on a, a Zoom um, interchange. And we literally go through this whole process of self-healing. Yeah. Self 
acceptance and of self-love. And, you know, it's not, it's not the prettiest thing to experience because, you know, people are, as they're releasing, they are becoming, you know, the, the, the toxins, whatever it is that they've been holding on to, starts to release to the surface and there's a lot of crying, a lot of anger, and all these emotions are, are very, very normal. So as, and all these emotions, these toxic emotions, that are very heavy bearing, they're oscillating at a very, very slow vibration. So these are, the, um, these are the kind of emotions that keep us locked in into the lower frequencies. So as these, so it's important that this is purged, Okay, so once this is purged, then the vibration of the of that individual is lifted. They feel better, they look better, you know, and you know their the sense of self worth um, it becomes more intact. The vibration is lifted. So you know, generally speaking, they feel it um, as that process starts to take place. Yeah, I, I do get and understand what you're saying. You know, for me, I wanted to break that pattern. You know, I wasn't going to be anything like my own parents, and I know that. Quite often, you know, we do slip into that repeat pattern and a repeat cycle, don't we? And be sort of, I suppose, clones of our parents. Or we decide that we're going to break that pattern and be completely different. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and unfortunately, when we are, you know, on autopilot, which is a lot of us are, we become that. We become very unconscious. And sometimes without that sense of self-examination and self-reflection, we will go on to repeat those mistakes and we will go on to, um, you know, to, to raise our children in exactly that same, same way. So it's important that we have to make that conscious decision to say, this stops here with me now. And once we've made that decision that that ends here, that's the power of your intent. Then you know that the rest is up, is up, can only go up from there because you know it, the buck stops with you. That's your own personal responsibility. You've made this extra special effort to say that is that you're going to turn it all around because it's possible. It is absolutely possible. I 100% agree with that. So how do you go about um, initially getting women to raise their vibration? What, 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 as a coach, do you ask as questions to the women that you speak to uh, and what actions do they then need to take to, to raise their vibration? So, you know, obviously as a coach, um, I'm, you know, it's, 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 a, um, it's one of those tricky things because each person is very, very different. So as a coach, I have, to, I have to give them all an initial assessment. So I don't have a one size fits all um, thing for everybody. I don't, I, even though I have modules, but that, those modules are specifically tailored to the individual. But just as a general idea I can give you, and that is that, it's things, it's to do with your, your thinking, you know, um, look, you know, it's, it's fantastic because now we've got access to the internet. We've got, you know, it's the information age. So, and, and there's thousands of coaches up and down the country and internationally as well. So gone are the days where we're literally left trying to figure it all out by ourselves. There's so much out there now. So what, one of the main things that I, um, I really, you know, um, work on with them in terms of raising their vibration, is the, un- is the understanding that they have to raise their consciousness. And what I mean by that is that everything that we think um, manifests into um, our, our consciousness, our actual consciousness. And then we then have to feed that. We feed those thoughts with feeling. Once we 
affect them with feeling, then that manifests into an experience. So it's all about just being conscious and mindful and aware of how we're thinking. And, and I give specific frameworks so that if someone's battling with say, anxiety or depression or circular reasoning, or they just keep defaulting back to a lack of self-worth, um, I, I have a specific, two specific techniques that I use that enable them to now, um, you know, take ownership of that um, and be able to turn, turn that around um, very, very quickly, very instantaneously. They're able to now um, flip it on its head and reprogram themselves using this particular technique. And then what they do from that is those thoughts become less and less. The feelings become starved to the point of non-existence. And then what happens is every so often, if they revisit it, because obviously we're creatures of habit and we will tend to go back, especially, you know, if, if we've got specific triggers. So once we've identified what those triggers are and, you know, and we find ways in which we can, you know, minimize those triggers. But if, for example, a trigger happens and then they find themselves defaulting back, because of the technique that's in place, they never default all the way back down to where they're vibrating on that really low level. They would only go down so far, but then all they have to do is be conscious of it again with that technique, and then they come back up again. So they can only really go up and down. Well, they can go up as much as they want, but they can only go down. Um, they won't ever go down below a certain point, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense because um, I suppose once we start, you know, this self-help personal development journey um, of, you know, becoming more conscious, i.e. becoming more aware of how our thoughts affect our behaviours and then, you know, subsequently, you know, how that then manifests in us attracting things sometimes we do want <laughs> and sometimes we don't want. Uh, it's, it's incredible how different your life then shows up. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. And the biggest pill that I, I know I had to swallow was, you know, that was the beginning of my journey when I, I had to, you know, put my hand up and say, yeah, this is all because of me. You know, it's all to do with me. And, and I think that's the same, same thing with my clients when I'm coaching them. They, you know, that, that penny drops and that shift happens when they put their hands up and say, well, yeah, I, I attracted it. It's not that it's their fault. It's nobody's fault. These things show up um, so that we have the opportunity to heal and to grow. And what we, um, another thing that I really um, am hot on is, and which is another thing that raises your vibration, is gratitude. And that is to encourage the client to be very grateful for that, um, that previous relationship that abusive ex-husband, um, the father that neglected her, the narcissistic mother, to, to be very, very grateful for having them as teachers. Because without them, there's actually no way that that will pave the way for your growth. We need the adversity in order to grow. Um, so that is the number one thing that, that I really hit home. And to begin with, I'm a bit confused, thinking, why do I have to show them gratitude? You know, it's one thing to forgive them, but now I've got to be grateful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's important. These things are what raises your vibration and it can take you from, you know, a, a very low scale to very, very high. So, you know, I use a particular chart and the chart is um, a vibrational um, frequency or emotional scale and it goes all the way. So the lowest form of 
uh, emotion that we have as human beings is shame. Okay. And that vibrates at a, a hertz of 20. Okay. And then up from there, you've got things like guilt and fear and anger. And then kind of up halfway, you've got, you, you know, you've got, um, say something like willingness and acceptance, but right at the top, you've got enlightenment, but on the 500 mark or so is the vibration of love, which is 500 Hertz. And that's generally what I work with. So my clients usually come in at a vibrational frequency of about 20, between 20 and 40. Most human beings on this planet are vibrating around a hundred. And we're, so we're talking about way, way, way down chart. So what I do in terms of expanding their consciousness is I, I literally stretch them all the way up to the vibration of love, which is who we are. So it's almost like they, they default up to a love reset. Then they remember who they are. They connect with who they are, their inner being. They fall in love with who they are um, because they've been, you know, they've been reminded. They celebrate who they are. They understand that we're all connected. Everyone's the same. No one's out to get you. Everyone's just playing a little role based on their own upbringing, their own wiring or what they think is their, their own sense of um, self-worth. You know, just like me, just like them, they've been hurt. They have their triggers. But when you have two people who come together with issues, it can only end badly. So no one's to blame. It's just about understanding and looking at it through perspective. So being able to put a different set of lenses on, all of a sudden you realize that that person wasn't actually a villain. You know, it's just about looking at it differently. And then through the release of that and understanding it fully, their, their consciousness expands and then they rise very, very quickly up that um, emotional frequency chart, all the way up to 500. Oh, that's excellent. Um, I love what you're saying as well. And, and the fact that you reinforced that it's nobody's fault. You know, the thing is that I keep saying a lot in these episodes that um, we're not educated about this stuff, you know, in schools or through our parents, you know, and everybody's doing the best they can within the limitations of their own awareness and knowledge and skills. Um, so, you know, um, I don't want anybody to feel that, oh, my God, <laughs> I've attracted all this horrible uh, absolutely. experience. No, there's no right or wrong in it. In, it's just you're absolutely right, Nick. It's not about self-blame or guilt or feeling, oh my goodness, look what I've done. I've, I've brought all this upon myself. Because again, what, you know, you're not a victim. Okay, no. so you're not a victim. And, and that's, I empower people. So if someone comes to me with a victim type of mental, you know, um, frequency, I have to work very, very quickly and empower them enough to understand they're not a victim, you know, and to look at it from a different perspective. So people can listen to what you say and different people, depending on where they are, they can misconstrue it. They can take it into any context that they choose to, but that's their choice. And that's what I empower my clients with. So people can be listening now thinking, oh, she's saying that it's all my fault. But obviously I've explained it very well to say it's not their fault, but if they go away thinking it's their fault, then that's their choice because people have to be empowered enough to understand that that's your choice to, to see it that way when it's been explained to you that it's not that way. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And um, my partner, Paul, comes up with a very good expression to to sort of give people an idea of what perspective actually looks like. And he says, you can either look through it through a pair of sunglasses and everything's dark. <laughs> and therefore, you know, you're like, you were speaking, you'll be seeing everything, 
you know, at a low vibrational um, point on the on the chart, so to speak. Or you can, you know, choose to put on those rose tinted glasses, you know, and and see see things from a different perspective in a different light. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So, uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to reinforce to people that, you know, there are different ways now that we're becoming more educated and, and now that we're being shown different ways of um, viewing things and being given tools, techniques and skills to actually enable us to open our minds more to um, what is really the truth of our situation and how we can change it for the better. Um, You're absolutely right. Also, um, you know, we have to understand as well that everything around us, everything we see is just a projection of our inner world. And once we, once we really truly understand that, we realize that we can change it. So for example, you know, if you're, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you've got a frown on your face, the mirror is going to have a frown as well. But no <laughs> mind is going to, you know, try and change the frown in the mirror, you know, reach their hand inside and try and turn the frown upside down. You know, that's just pure madness. But when we think of the world, that's actually what's happening. And so many of us are walking around with this, this frown on, but trying to reach outside of ourselves to make the world smile back at us. But we have to smile first. And then everything, that reality is reflected back to us because everything is a mirror. People that come into our lives, you know, the, 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 our experiences at work, um, just going to the supermarket, or how, how peaceful our journey is in our car just to travel 10 minutes down the road. All these things depend on the vibration that we are resonating at. So in order to have the best experience, we've got to change ourselves from the inside out. And hear it a lot of the time, but applying it, sometimes people need that little bit of extra help to understand how to apply it. Because you're right, we're not taught it at school. And one thing I'd like to do is reach out to schools um, because I believe that we, you know, we've, we've, we've kind of got it a bit wrong. Uh, we have... A system in place that teaches children very mechanically you know everyone's sitting in in facing the, the same direction being spoken at um and then you know wearing a uniform so we're, we're all kind of being boxed and pigeonholed and you know I, I call it you know and then we end up being corporately brainwashed as well so we we come out at the other end um you know for either sixth form or we end up going to college but it's all within that same system and then we have these um Things that have been indoctrinated, that you know, the doctrines are things that have been that we've been indoctrinated with to do with the relationships. And those relationships that we then go on to attract or be in, it has its roots in what we've been taught at school about relationships, what we've seen in terms of our parents' relationships, relationships that are portrayed on television, you know, all the bickering, the sadness, the anger, the love hurts, the pain, the sorrow. We think this is normal. So these poor children, and I know I was one of them, and I'm sure you were and countless others, we go through life thinking love hurts. It doesn't hurt. Love's beautiful. There's no pain in love at all. The only pain and hurt that's in, in love is people trying to manipulate or oppress or, you know, abuse or, or get their own way or somehow, you know, try to overshadow the person. That's what hurts. That's, that's painful, being with the wrong person. But... Being in an expansive union with the right person who is your soulmate, that's on another level altogether. That needs to be taught. 
It's not something that just we just wake up to one day and say, oh, I figured it all out. No, it's a process that needs to be taught. And I believe that it, it will help our society so much if there were more foot soldiers who were going out in, into schools and what have you. This should be part of the curriculum. It should be part of personal development. Maybe people should be going in and doing workshops because I really, truly believe that it starts with our young. They're our future. Um, uh, and if uh, we can change, we can change. I mean, I'm 46 years old now and, you know, I wish I knew this when I was 16, when I was 15, when I was 12. My life would have taken a much totally different tangent because everything that I coach is also totally transferable. It transfers to every aspect of your life also. You, you can't heal one aspect of your life with high vibration and the rest suffer. High vibration is high vibration and it literally vibrates all over holistically over your whole being. That's why it's so important. It helps with everything from your mindset, your, your nutrition, your income, everything to do with your self-esteem, your self-worth. This isn't taught at school. All we have instead is, if anything, the, the total opposite. We're, we're just being told about the, catastroph the catastrophic results of the fact that, you know, there's something very wrong, such as the bullying, the, the social pressures, you know, the amount of children that are self-harming. So we're being told the negative results, but hold on, where's the solution? What's going on? What's the problem? Let's, let's talk about this. Let's find ways to, to figure it out so we can work together as a society to make sure that we've got things in place that is going to support our future generation to help to build and grow into, you know, um, very self-sufficient, secure, healthy individuals it's so important when we're missing that <laughs> we definitely are and, and also obviously the children are so impressionable they've got so much access now to um negative images such as pornography on the internet and things like that which portray relationships in a very bad light so you know i, I do hear what you're saying i think it's so important that they get different perspectives and different types of input from people such as ourselves that can teach you know, what is the truth? <laughs> what is real? You yeah, know, absolutely. to help them strive towards that real, healthy, fulfilling, lasting soulmate type relationship that we've been speaking about. And you're absolutely right. And also how we've been convinced, we've been taught that it doesn't exist. So some clients even are very sheepish. They're saying, oh, well, you know, is there such thing? Is it, is it just this romantic fantasy that there's, that soulmates exist. So people are actually more likely to buy into the idea of this, you know, awful life of abuse and mediocrity and lack of love than they are to buy into the life of actually you can have it all because that's, the, that's, that's where we are as, as, as a community, unfortunately. Like I said, we've got a vibration, a frequency vibrational chart that goes up to a thousand with love being at the 500 point and the average person is vibrating at 100. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no wonder, you know, the, the masses in terms of the human race, you know, are like you quite rightly identified with sort of more buying into and walk, walking around in that state of fear and, you know, at that low vibrational point than they are, you know, like you said, at that higher vibrational point of, of love, which is what we're desperately now trying to educate people around we are but we need the frameworks the frameworks need to be there we're, we're desperately short of coaches there need to be more 
in place. We need more backing from the government. Um, there needs to be more done in terms of the curriculum. But the way that it's such an old draconian school system we have at the minute, and all they're interested in is just academic results. Like they want to churn out more workers to pay more taxes. <laughs> but, you know, the higher level um, stuff that we should be focusing on, that's going to really lift humanity to where it needs to be. That doesn't, it's just not even looked at. You know, um, a lot of, you know, scientists, you know, they look at things and say, no, it needs to be evidence-based. You know, I think that, you know, the, the, the general outcome for love can only be love. That's enough evidence. Uh, yeah. If you go into something on a fear frequency, only offshoots from that are going to be other, you know, other things that are going to resonate with fear. But if something is done out of love, you can only get offshoots of love, the higher vibrational things. That is scientific, but it's almost like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't bring more money for the government, though, does it? And you know, as outspoken as I am, I know my throat chak- chakra is very activated. And <laughs> I, I'm out, outspoken by the, about these types of things, but they need to be addressed. They really do. I, I absolutely 100% agree. Is, is, there any, is there any more information you'd like before we sort of finish up and... Um, uh, and uh, people access to how they can contact you, Chica. Um, is there anything else you want to add around the importance of raising your vibration before we uh, summarise and yeah, sign off? Sure. Yeah, sure. So um, just as a very, very quick recap, just imagine it as a helicopter, okay? So when we're talking about frequency and vibration, imagine it as a, as a helicopter taking off. So when a helicopter is grounded and it's about, we can physically see it. So that is a low vibration because it's not actually vibrating. Well, it is vibrating, but in terms of we can see it stationary. But once it starts to take up, we can see the propellers start to move. Okay. So once those propellers start moving, the, the airplane still has, sorry, the helicopter still hasn't taken off. But we can still see the propeller. So that's still a low vibration. But as the the, the, the helicopter starts getting ready to, to take off, those propellers start to get thinner and thinner and thinner until they actually disappear, okay? And that's when the helicopter actually leaves off the ground and takes off into the air. So we cannot raise our vibration and take off unless our molecules, our atoms inside us are spinning really, really, really quickly. The only way that can, sh- that can the only thing that can get us to shoot up into the air, like that helicopter, is to have those happy thoughts, you know, is to try and uh, resonate at the same frequency of love, you know, thinking great things, you know, wishing well for people, being more giving, being more loving, eating healthier, eating more vegetables, eating more fruits, because these are all high vibrating um, foods. Um, But obviously the lower our vibration is, the more dense we become and and the more we become, you know, we just become more grounded onto the earth, like the helicopter. So that's the, that's probably the, quickest, easiest metaphor to show people as an illustration. Perfect. I love that. That, that was really clear and, and easy to understand. So how can listeners get hold of you, Chica? Can you give us a couple of um, ways that the listeners, if they want to get in touch with you to find out and go into more depth around this subject of uh, vibration, get hold of you? Yeah, sure. So um, they can email me at love at click soulmates.com um, or they can go onto my website as well but that's actually under construction 
but the website address is um, www.click-soulmate.com or they can just type into Facebook the Soulmate Manifesto at Click Soulmate. Okay, and that's that's uh, and they'll go straight onto my Facebook page with that. Excellent, and that information will be included in the show mode. Yeah, put my teeth back in in the show notes, folks. So. Um, if you didn't quite catch what Chica said there um, or didn't have a pen to hand, then just check the show notes and that contact information will be there. So I just want to end by saying thank you very much, Chica. That was really fascinating and very interesting information for our listeners that they've not had access to before. So really happy and grateful that you came on and shared that with us today. And for now, I'm just going to close close the episode and uh, say goodbye to Chica. Thanks a lot, Lynn. Take care. And until next time, remember, true love starts with opening our hearts. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email Lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.